This is D23 Inside Disney. We are going to take you through some of the best Disney stories of the week, get you an inside look at the people behind the magic of Disney. I'm Candace from Radio Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And we're the hosts that will take you inside Disney. Candace. Jeffrey. <laughs> or Sherry and the construction in her neighborhood. It was a, an audio nightmare. So just you and I. Yes. I mean, work from home life is unpredictable. I'm sure most of you know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yes. happy to be here with you. And fear not, listeners. For those of you who want to hear a little bit of Sherry, we have her for you coming up. She was with us when we chatted with Matt Danner. He's the producer and one of the performers for Muppet Babies. He voices Kermie and Beaker and so cute. And he had amazing Easter eggs that I had no idea existed, like Muppet Easter eggs that they put into Muppet Babies. So yes, coming I'm up. going to be rewatching that series now, just looking for the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, I have to bring up the fact that WandaVision is incredible, and I, I felt like it was really refreshing to hear someone say the words peachy keen in a TV show again, because we're just in such a chaotic time that that just felt so comforting. <laughs> a little yeah. black and white, you know. Loved it. Yeah, I um, watched it again because a friend of mine, Nicole, shout out to Nicole in New York, she rewatched all the Marvel movies on Disney Plus in order so that she could get ready for WandaVision. She wanted to be able to get every single nuance. So she texted me on Sunday night and said, hey, I'm about to watch Endgame. And I'm like, I have nothing to do. So we watched Endgame together and texted back and forth. It was so fun. And then WandaVision all over again. Loved it. So good. You know what I also watched, by the way? Earth to Ned, the Ned versus Food episode with Roy Choi and Brenda Song. It was yes. such a good episode. It's so funny. Yes. Bring on the I mayonnaise. Love, yeah. Brenda, no, I love Brenda <laughs> explaining what craft services is to Ned and then him eating mayonnaise for the rest of his life. He would be happy with that, which is so funny. Oh, my God. That's how I feel about Tex-Mex or guacamole or pizza. <laughs> Oh, yes, so I much same. So we got some news coming, don't we? Candace, what's yeah, up first? We do. Well, there's a new exhibit called The Soul of Jazz, an American Adventure. It's debuting next month at Epcot, and this features Joe Gardner from Disney and Pixar's Soul. So basically, he's going to take you on a musical tour of America to learn more about this inspiring genre of music. And there's actually a video featuring Walt Disney Imagineering's Carmen Smith telling you what's in store for the experience. You can check this out on the Parks blog and Disney Parks YouTube page, but it looks incredible. I'm so stoked for this. Yeah, me too. I, I love the exhibits that they do in the American Adventure, and I yeah. cannot wait to see this. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Also on the Parks blog, a first look video with the adorable Tom Holland as Peter Parker Aww. showcasing what's in store for guests on Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure coming to Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure. Cannot wait. So excited. Like the swinging, the flinging, the webs. <laughs> I... So you can check that out at Parks Blog and it's uh, very, very cool. Yeah, well, let's talk about some new things at Disney Springs because they're all over my Instagram feed. I don't know if a lot of my friends like live in Orlando 
or what the deal is. But wait, wait, I'm sorry, you don't know where your friends live. Is that well, I feel like they're all at Walt Disney World <laughs> and Disney Springs in particular because I see so many photos already from Gideon's Bakehouse, mm. which I love cookies and that's killing me because the handmade almost half pound cookies are, they look incredible. But anyways, the point is. What we guess? What I'm sorry, what is the point other than we need to be eating cookies? <laughs> Their new flagship location opened last weekend, of course, in the heart of the landing. But yes, we do need to be eating cookies. Uh, my friend Carly actually did this incredible love letter to the Gideon yeah. cookies. I am sad no one has sent us them yet, but perhaps. Hey, Bakehouse. Knock, We're knock. Here. We're ready. <laughs> Yes, they also have hot cookie hour each night, and because it's so popular, there is a virtual queue situation going on there. Uh, but that's new, of course. Everglaze Donuts and Cold Brew opened a few weeks ago at Disney Springs West Side. This is the one with the classic donut flavors, these big, crazy, over-the-top gourmet creations with like cereal and bacon and all of those things, also showing up in my feed. So very excited to check that out eventually. Jeffrey, I don't know if you're into running. Well, I like to, to run from Gideon's Bakehouse to Everglaze Donuts <laughs> back and forth. Does that count? It does because Fit to Run is now open in Town Center as well. Ah. If you are a runner, they actually will videotape you running and like determine what kind of shoe works for you, which I think is cool as a runner. What else is new? Rustic Cuff, a jewelry store. It's now open in Town Center. Wonder Made pop-up shop is now open in the landing. Back to food here because they specialize in <laughs> handcrafted marshmallows. Mm. One I'm excited about is their gold champagne flavor. So it's hand covered in 24 karat edible gold. Oh my gosh. That sounds right? tasty and expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look into that. How much is that 24 karat edible gold marshmallow? Mm, worth there? it. And one last thing here, guys, be on the lookout because M&M's is coming soon to Disney Springs West Side, and they are going to have Mickey and Minnie's M&M designs and packaging sold exclusively there at Disney Springs. What a fun store. Our pals at the Disney Food Blog, they did a great post. They raised the giant M. The giant red M uh -huh. sign is now up, um, and it looks amazing. I cannot Yay. wait to... You know, I, and I'll use that fitness tracker to go back and forth between Gideon's Bakehouse, Everglades, Jones, <laughs> and M&M store. There we go. Right. That's, there's the sure. run. Totally healthy. Something else you can run to at Disney Springs right now and at Downtown Disney at World of Disney, the adorable Nuimos, they are here. They're huge, huge in Asia. So I have a bunch of my friends there have them. They collect them, and they're adorable. They're these cute, cute miniature plushes and many of our favorite characters and they come with all these different outfits or they come with outfits and then you buy more outfits you can mix and match them and you know, create your own style Aww. mickey minnie donald daisy stitch angel they're just like cute on overload and huge shout out to friend of the podcast and friend of mine the fabulous ashley Eckstein. she designed some of the outfits. So wow. very, very cool. And maybe I have been keeping this a secret. I will tell you, Candace. <laughs> not, obviously, it doesn't matter anymore. But um, wow. I was there in November. I, and I saw Ashley. She was kind enough to give me a sneak peek at her designs, which are super cute. Other brands like Loungefly and Spirit Jersey are making outfits. You can also, if you're not going to be at uh, Disneyland or Walt Disney World Resort, you can also get them at Shop Disney and shopdisney.com. Co.uk for our 
friends across the pond. Nice, nice. Well, the ninth annual Magic of Storytelling campaign has kicked off. It's going to go through March 31st. This is so cool. Um, the campaign is actually going to take place virtually on magicofstorytelling.com this time. You'll also see it across the company's networks and social platforms. And talent includes some of my favorites, Kelly Ripa, Ryan Seacrest, and Tamron Hall, but many more to come, of course. They did drop a new video PSA highlighting the impact that books have on children. It's voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. And you can check it out at d23.com and ABC's YouTube page. They actually kicked this off with Whoopi and her co-hosts from The View, and they invited First Book founder Cal Zimmer to join the show. And as you know, Jeffrey, Disney Publishing Worldwide, they've donated millions of books to First Book that have been distributed to educators in schools mm -hmm. and programs that serve children from low-income communities around the U.S. So very happy that that is back this year. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And some really cool news. The Doogie Howser reboot at Disney Plus has cast its lead actor. And it's somebody we know, former Andy Mack star, Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Yay. You guys probably saw her on Disney Plus's movie Secret Society of Secondborn Royals. And listen to her here on the podcast with us. Yes. So talented. I'm so excited to see her in this modern day Hawaiian version of the show. So shout out to Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait mm -hmm. for Doogie Kamealoha MD to come yeah. to Disney Plus, mm -hmm. but coming a little bit sooner on Friday, February 19th. Anyone who's followed me on social media ever knows that I love the squirrels on the Disney lot. I find them <laughs> adorable. So it is should be of no surprise that a squirrel superhero completely has my interest. Flora and Ulysses coming to Disney Plus. It's based on the book about a 10-year-old girl named Flora who's a huge, huge comic book fan and a bit cynical. <laughs> and then she rescues this squirrel named Ulysses and discovers he has superhero powers. And Cute. they just released the trailer last week. I was crying with laughter. I had to go back and watch it like twice because when Flora asks if he can talk and I, <laughs> it is just too much. So Matilda Lawler plays Flora, and the cast also includes Allison Hannigan, Ben Schwartz, Kate Bakucci, and Bobby Moynihan. So ready for that next month. And as if Flora and Ulysses was not enough on February 19th, that same day, it is time to play the music. It is time to light the lights. It's time to watch the Muppet Show on Disney Plus tonight. Do, 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 do. All five seasons of the Muppet Show coming to Disney Plus on February 19th. The show premiered in 76. Uh, and yes, I watched the OG episodes because I'm a thousand years old. But guests include Disney legend Steve Martin, Disney legend Elton John, Disney legend Julie Andrews, Disney legend Mark Hamill. It is literally a parade of Disney legends on the Muppet Show. Catch them all on Disney Plus in February. I will. And now it's time. <laughs> it is? It is. It's time <laughs> for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at Yay! D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit d23.com. Candace, what do we have first? Well, if Sherry were here, I know she'd be gushing about this one, but Pixar Popcorn is here Friday. <laughs> on disney plus so this is a collection of 10 mini shorts you're gonna see characters from pixar favorites like toy story finding nemo cars the incredibles mm. it's gonna be incredible 
<laughs> I like that pun intended. Pun mm-hmm. intended. Yeah. Also, that same day is something that I'm I'm like scared reading it. Like I read the description and <laughs> I don't think I can watch it. It's gonna be on okay. Hulu. It's called The Sister. The complete season drops on January 22nd. It's a four-episode series. One rainy evening, Nathan's surprised by an unwelcome face. From his past. Okay, that's scary enough for me. (laughs) I can't. I can't even. But for those of you who likes a little fright or spook or I I suspense, Friday, January twenty second, Hulu. There you go. (laughs) Completely not uh, horrific or scary at all. Is Ice Age Collision (laughs) Course. Friday at twelve p.m. Eastern on FXX. Peaches, Manny, Sid, Scrat. They're all there. I haven't actually seen this one, Jeffrey, but if Enzo keeps uh, skipping his naps, we're set. So I'm happy about this one. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it either, but reading the description that they sent, and it's like part of it says when Scrat, Scrat being one of my favorite characters, because of course he is part squirrel, also part yeah. rat, that's fine. Scrat <laughs> accidentally launches himself into outer space. And I thought, gosh, if I had a penny for every time I said that. <laughs> As long as you make it back for the podcast every week, we're good. That's <laughs> the Wi-Fi in space. Yeah, not so good. Not so good. Um, also on the list, we've got a new episode of Big City Greens, Saturday, January 23rd at 9 a.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. And while we're talking about Big City Greens, great news. Uh, we just found out they actually got picked up for a season three. So we have Woo-hoo. plenty more of Cricket to come, which is awesome. Yes. Yes, my niece Dylan will be very excited. My sister, possibly not as much as my (laughs) niece. And on Saturday, January 23rd also is, and I feel badly, this is such a Sherry show. I feel like like I'm betraying Sherry to to even say this, but there will be a new episode of The Incredible Dr. Pole, and it's called Marvelous Miss Maisie. And (laughs) being a fan of a show that sounds an awful lot like that, that's on a different streaming service that is not as great and fabulous as Disney Plus. I'm going to say that right now. Doctors Lisa and Paul are on hand to assist during a horse's emergency delivery. Oh, no. I'm assuming the delivery is not from Amazon. I, <laughs> not. Uh, no one's knocking for this word or ringing the doorbell. Uh, <laughs> uh, that will be at 9 o'clock on the 23rd on Nat Geo Wild. Well, let's get to our guest today. We have co-executive producer and supervising director of Muppet Babies. He recently won an Emmy for Outstanding Performer in a Preschool Animated Program for his roles as Kermit, Rolf, Mr. Waldorf, Beaker, and Chef. You may also know him for his work on Disney's Gravity Falls and Wander Over Yonder. Please welcome to the show, Matt Danner. Hi. Wow, the intro. (laughs) How do I follow that up? That's how we do it here. Uh, Well, you can follow it up with answering a question. Um, (laughs) So we heard you are a lifelong Muppets fan. Can can you talk a little bit about your earliest memory of the Muppets and, and what led you to where you are today? Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up on Sesame Street and the Muppet Show. So, you know, Kermit and I have been buddies for a long time. What was really interesting about, you know, those those type of shows growing up was that is how often they spoke to the camera, you know, mm-hmm. and since yeah. they were real, especially as a kid, when you're still sort of forming your your basis of reality. I just thought Kermit was real, like he was a real live breathing, you know, person. 
Well, he is, right? Kermit is real. <laughs> Kermit is real. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he is real. That's what I mean. That was just the magic of it for me. And it's been with me all this time. And it's what led me into, you know, getting into, you know, puppeteering and cartooning, filmmaking. And yeah, and then for years later, for me to just sort of, you know, end up as next door neighbors with Muppet Studio to be able to go, hey, uh, do you guys want to do something with the Muppet Babies? And for them to go, sure. What do you think? To leave me here is just crazy. Wow. I have a a deep affinity for the Muppets. (laughs) Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of Muppet Babies, it was huge in the 80s and in the early 90s. So how did you go about reimagining it for today? We wanted to keep the core, you know, idea of the show, which is that, you know, they imagine you know, where they go and then they, they are transported magically into other worlds and movies and all sorts of things. So we definitely wanted to keep that, but in order to sort of, you know, up the, just the visual spectacle of it with today's technology, you know, our thought was, well, why don't we make them look like puppets again, you know, but, but keep them animated like the original show, but actually have them feel and look like real Muppets. So we went back into sort of the birthplace of Muppet Babies, which was Muppets Take Manhattan, the film, mm. and where they were actual puppets. And then we, we referenced those. We built them in CG. We created animation technology to make all the feather and felt and Muppety fabric-y things. <laughs> we just put it all together and crossed our fingers and we had a show. <laughs> wow. Well, my niece is a big fan. She loves Summer. And and Summer's new to the gang for this iteration of the show. So how did you come up with this very playful penguin? I got to give our exec producer, Tom Warburton, and uh, our art director and producer, Chris Moreno, a lot of credit for that because they they locked themselves in a room for what felt like weeks trying to like crack a new Muppet, you know? (laughs) We wanted another girl on the show, you know, a female Mm -hmm. Muppet that could come and sort of round out the cast a little more. Cause you know, I mean, there's, there's a few, but there, there isn't many. So, so we wanted to definitely do that, but, but also we wanted to have a new kid, you know, uh, someone to sort of reintroduce the Muppets to a new generation of kids and sort of almost be the entry point for them. So that's sort of Summer's uh, whole kind of position in the show is she's the new kid that kind of shows up and gets to know everybody. And I thought that was really cool. And then there's a, there's a funny uh, Jim Henson story that uh, was told a lot that whenever, you know, because we went through lots of different animals and monsters and all sorts of things to figure out what this new Muppet would be. And, and one of the things that Jim always said when he needed a joke or a button or he needed an idea, he's like, throw a penguin at it. <laughs> and, um, uh, we ended up doing that. And Summer Penguin was born. And uh, she's voiced by uh, Jessica DeChico, a very, very talented voice actress and, and good friend. She just brought the character to life, and now here we are. And we actually were able to make a Muppet of Summer, because we made Muppets of all of uh, this version of Muppet Babies and worked with Muppet Studio and the and the performers to actually bring her to life. And so, so you know, cool. I, I got to meet her in real life. It was cool. It <laughs> is cool. Well, congratulations on the third season. I think I found out that this version of the show was coming about the same time I found out I was pregnant. So it's really cool now to have a two-and-a-half-year-old that's able to watch these characters like I did when Aww. I was little. But tell us what we can expect for the new season. More Muppets. I can tell you that. (laughs) Old and new. Uh, We got a lot of surprises planned, you know, lots of Easter eggs, lots of things for the diehard Muppet fans. But we are introducing a new Muppet right away. And it's going to be Fozzie's adopted little sister, Rozzy. Oh, cute. 
adorable. She's a little koala bear. The whole story kind of centers around Fozzie wanting to be a perfect big brother for her because he just doesn't know how, you know, because he's never been a big brother before. And suddenly he's thrust into this position and all of his friends sort of help him. But what really helps is he takes Rizzo, the rats, uh, <laughs> big brother school. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's just say things go a little crazy. Things go a little off the rails, but it all works out in the end. And, and, um, and she's adorable. And again, we got to work with Muppet Studio on developing yet another new Muppet. Wow. And she really, uh, uh, she steals the show. Oh, cute. Can't oh, I, can't, I can't wait for you to meet her. Dude, who does her voice? So, yes, Rosie will be voiced by Charlie Townsend. And she's a very, very talented young actress. And she's worked on other things like TOTS and other other uh, preschool uh, programs. But she she just nailed it. And she just came in and she's really funny and she gets the timing and she really plays well against the Muppets, you wow. know, which is, no, which is no small feat. Yeah, big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about Kermit. I have a special place in my heart for Kermit. He's such an iconic character. So when creating the voice for baby Kermit, what was your process like in developing his voice? Well, that's a very good question. Ah, uh, yes. First of all, uh, I love you too, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the, the good news is I had a lot of practice doing Kermit growing up. I, I just loved him so much. So and that, that, that was adult Kermit, though, you know, Kermit the Frog, you know, more the more the deeper, rounder version of it. For this, I just sort of did it because we were we were working on this animated test and, you know, we were moving really quickly. And I said, I'll just scratch it. You know, I'll scratch it all in and we'll replace it later. And so I just did it. And I, I basically just did a Kermit that I just pitched a little bit. I just I just brought him up, you know. Uh, so you went from, you know, you know, more adult Kermit to baby Kermit. And Aww. this is where he lives. And then I. Uh, you know, he laughs and, he, and he's cute and he goes, yay. And he does all those sorts of things, oh. uh, but, but still, but still feels like, like uh, his uh, adult counterpart. Cause I'm going to grow up into him one day. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so I ended up doing the voice for the, the test and, and, you know, and I'd, I'd had some experience voice acting, but it stuck, you know, and everyone really liked it. And the, the Muppet team was like, you know, your, 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 your pipes are kind of similar to, to, to Jim's. And so I started doing other voices that Jim does, you know, so it Rolf the dog, uh, Swedish sheep, you know, all those ones, <laughs> they don't get it, Statler and Waldorf. And I kind of just uh, fell into it. But that being said, it, it was a lot of work. I had to train, basically. And I had to really, to, to get the role, you know, I went through the whole process. I auditioned. I did callbacks. I worked with the producers. Really worked hard and studied. Hmm. I wanted to do a good job. Thankfully, it, it all kind of worked out. And, and eventually, I got the phone call. And they're like, you're Kermit. And I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we all know that wherever the Muppets go, chaos follows. Of course, just watch them destroy the building at Muppet Vision 3D. Do you yes. find yourself having to rein the Muppets in when developing a storyline for a much younger audience with Muppet Babies? Or has this kind of been easy to focus on the Disney Junior crowd? Not really. And I'll tell you why. Because at the core of the Muppets, there's just so much warmth, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, as much as there's chaos in sort of a Muppet story... The characters truly love each other. When push comes to shove, they're still nice to each other, you know? So it's it's not out yeah. of character to keep things friendly, even when things get chaotic. You know, even Statler and Waldorf, you know, it's like they poke fun at the kids, but at the end of the day, they love them too, you know? Like they keep coming back, you know? So yeah. there's a reason for that. And it's like, oh, you know, they're good kids. And, you know, just give them a little bit of a hard time. <laughs> oh, you know, that's sort of the... 
the fun of it. So I think I think at the core of what the Muppets is, it was very easy to keep it friendly for all ages. I love that. The only voice I, I don't think you've done that I love is Beaker. He is... Uh, I mean, Beaker is everything for me. I find him to be one of the very funniest characters in all of the Muppet the I, universe. I love you know how I knew I could do that voice is that's how I talk to my dog. <laughs> really? Does he respond to that? Yeah. And then suddenly it was just like, hey, can you do Beaker? I'm like, I'll try. <laughs> but I warmed up. I warm up with Beaker by singing by going me 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 me. Really trying to get the the singing and the vocality and and trying to maintain that sort of pitch uh, is very interesting. But yeah, so he's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's genius! And uh, I mean, the whole show is about the power of imagination. Can you talk a little bit about the message that you want viewers and kids to take away from the show? You know, really, more than anything, it's don't limit yourself. If you want something, you can strive for it, but you have to be able to envision it. You know, you have to be able to to learn it. And I think that's kind of what we do is is we we let these kids sort of play in a playground that's much bigger than, you know, the, the, the actual playground that they play in so that they can explore more and they can learn more and they can see more and they can do more. Some of my greatest memories are, you know, playing with kids in the playground, but actually like accomplishing amazing things that, you know, may look small from the outside, but from my perspective, were quite large. And I think that's sort of the crux of the whole show is, you know, making sure that, you know, we don't limit kids' imagination. We don't tell them what they can or can't do. Like they have to explore that on their own and they need to, you know, experience. I don't know. It's just a beautiful thing. And I, and I really hope that the, the show helps, you know, do that, you know, even if, and sometimes you need a little boost, you know, sometimes kids need to know it's okay to imagine that you're a cowboy in outer space. You know why? Because that's fun. The Muppets are all, you know, I think they're, uh, Gonzo especially, but, you know, they're all in the weird category. But, but, but kids are weird, and I'm weird, and you're weird, and we're all weird, and that's good. It's good to be weird, and it's good to be different, and I think that's what brings us together. Well, that's a great message for kids and adults alike. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I tell myself every day, anyway. <laughs> it's good to be weird. It's good to be weird. Don't worry, Matt. Well, you mentioned Easter eggs at the top of the show. Can you name a few of your favorites? Yes. Just this last season, we actually built a pretty one-to-one replica of the Muppet Show stage. Wow. Uh, we referenced everything from the original show. You know, we found uh, designs and we found toys and we did all the research we could to be able to really replicate it almost exactly. Wow. So, wow. so when you see the stage in Muppet Babies, it is the Muppet show stage complete with the balconies the way the seats are the the gold inlay the backstage area kermit's desk all of the stairs the dressing rooms everything Hmm. and that was really cool you know because again you know we worked a lot with muppet studio getting as much reference as we could that's probably my my favorite from last season although we got scooter and skeeter in there i mean they 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 needed to show up sooner or later but they came (laughs) along but that's not really an easter egg as much (laughs) But yeah, and there's a lot more coming. I feel like once we got to season three, we went, let's go. And so there's there's Easter eggs galore. For little Easter Easter eggs that you can see right now, always just check the photos on the wall in the playroom. There's always always a Muppet or two that you may or may not remember, but you should remember all of them. (laughs) But also you should check which pictures on the wall appear and disappear. Oh. Oh. Look at because that. that. All right. That might give you a clue on who you're going to meet next. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> I like that. Well, we have to go back to Kermit the Frog again because I mentioned in the intro that you won that Emmy for your role of Kermit. What does that mean to you? That seems like such a big deal to me. I still don't think it's real. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting to wake up. <laughs> At the Aww. risk of sounding corny, I, I'm new to this. You know, like I'm not, I like I voice acted before, but not to this degree. To be accepted and recognized like this, it brought me to tears. I, I can't even tell you how much it means to me. And for this particular character as well. I don't know if you saw the footage, but I literally sat with my jaw open for at least five seconds before the, <laughs> the director who was in my ear went, you just won, say something. Because uh, I didn't believe it. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. I'm up against idols of mine, you know? Mm. And it was wonderful. And, and it's every now and again, I, I see it on the shelf and I just go, Oh, it's still there. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, you got it for voicing Kermit. Mm-hmm. Do you think Piggy was jealous? That's, I mean, I have to know. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 yeah, no, no, no. P- uh, Piggy's fine. She'll be good. Uh, you know, I, 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 I suspect there will be, be many accolades in Piggy's future. <laughs> uh, but uh, Ben Diskin, who, who plays Gonzo, had won the previous year. Oh, wow. We're doing the voice of Gonzo. So we're, you know, we're two for two. So <laughs> who knows? I mean, let's, let's see, let's see who gets in next year, you know? Oh, wow. So incredible. Well, Matt, it's been such a joy to talk to you and also Kermit and also baby Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> and we end and don't forget Peeker. And Peeker, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we end every interview by asking our guest, what is their favorite Disney memory? If you had to pick one, what would it be? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I'm not I'm at the risk of dating myself. Um, <laughs> back when like Disney Channel was like new, I remember watching Mickey Mouse cartoons with my mom and my dad. And it was our thing. Every like night there was or not every night, but every I think it was on the weekends, but they would play like, you know, like, like four or five Mickey Mouse cartoons in a half hour. Our favorite was Lonesome Ghosts, mm-hmm. which is the, the one where the ghosts call up Mickey's like ghost catching service just to mess with them. Uh, And they basically just torture him for a whole episode. That was when my dad showed me how to draw and mom showed me how to draw Mickey Mouse. Wow. I think that's sort of how I got into just drawing in general. And, you know, that's what led me here. So that's, that's probably the most impactful Disney memory that I have because it got me to where I am today. Wow. That's amazing. Well, Matt, Thank you so much. We're looking forward to the new season of Muppet Babies. And I'm just going to just watch these all with my son because I'm so excited. So thank you for this version uh, of the show. And it was great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. I I really appreciate it. And I'm I'm glad you like it. I'm really excited for everyone to see what we have in store this season because it's it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stuff. Okay, seriously, one of the highlights of like working for Disney is hearing people do the voices of people like Kermit. Yeah, that was incredible. Aww. Such good stories. More fun for you and Enzo to watch together. I know. Uh, well, thank you for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you subscribe or listen. And if you want to chat with us, just hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. And we'll be back next week with more Disney news, a fantastic guest, and Sherry on an all-new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.